Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Black Girls Keto 2. I am your host, Wendy Featherston, and I am so excited to share this episode with you. Oh, so it's been, I'm a day late with uploading. I have lots going on, which is all good, but I'm, I'm here nonetheless, right? And I want to start off by thanking everyone who has taken the time to listen to this podcast and send me messages of encouragement, telling me how they are inspired by my podcast. It just lets me know that I am in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. I am doing what I am meant to be doing. And that's sharing my voice and my story and the stories of other women who are alone in their keto journey um, with me and taking their health back into their own hands, right? So I'm super, super excited about it. So today's episode is entitled The Anatomy of a Food Label. Yes, anatomy, right? Like the whole physiological makeup of a food label. And this episode comes from all of the questions that I get over in Black Girls Keto 2 about, you know, is this keto approved? And they always post pictures of the nutritional facts, but never the ingredients. And if I typed what are the ingredients one time I've typed it oh my god a million five hundred and sixty nine thousand two hundred and eighty nine million times right whatever that is right I've typed it what are the ingredients so many times and you know we have been conditioned to look at the nutritional facts and that's as far as we go and we think that once we read the nutritional facts then you know we have all of the information that's needed for us to proceed and either purchasing and or eating the um food item that you know we're looking at so we are going to break this all the way down in elementary terms, like all the way down. We were breaking this all the way down. Um, So before we jump into the anatomy of a food label, I just want to share where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook at Black Girls Keto 2. You can find us on Instagram at Black Girls underscore Keto 2. And you can email me at wendy at creativelywendy.com for any questions or comments, any um, thing that you would like to have me do or talk about on this podcast, or if you want to be a guest on this podcast and you are on your keto journey and you have something to share with the other um people out there that are listening to us. I would love, 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 love to have you on um, an episode of the show. So stay tuned as we dive deep 
into the anatomy of a food label. All right, this episode is the anatomy of a food label. I get so many questions about is something keto approved and Black Girls Keto too over on Facebook and the queens over there, they're posting pictures of the nutritional facts. And, you know, we have been conditioned brainwashed, if you will, by the nutritional world and the the companies for us to always just read the nutritional facts. If you look at a back of a can or a box, the nutritional facts are what's big, bold in your face. And it is also you know, the thing that we've been taught to go to. But if you just go down a little bit under in very small, fine print, you will see the ingredients. There is a reason that those ingredients are smaller than the nutritional facts. There is a reason that they are in fine print. So if you think about contracts and I'll I'll talk about credit card contracts, right? So in my former life I used to do credit and collections and things like that. And so I would always tell people to read all of the fine print in the um contract because that is where they put all of the things that can um you know cause you to find yourself in a bind when you don't read them and so that's the same thing that i tell the the women and black girls keto too to always read those ingredients yes it is in fine print but take the time to read Take the time to read. I'm telling you, it really takes me longer to shop now for groceries because I am always, honey, I'll stop and I read the ingredients and I'm looking at a certain, for a certain thing. I'll get into that, um, you know, later on about how to find those things that you're looking for. Um, and, and, and the format that they, um, put the foods in, but so let's, let me just, um, break this down for you. Let me just break this down for you. So reading labels can be tricky and it's meant for that, right? They want it to be tricky. We are consumers and we're more health conscious than ever before, Um, So some food manufacturers use misleading tricks to convince people to buy highly processed foods and unhealthy products. And you heard me. You heard me say trick. It's a lot of trickery going on with these manufacturers and, and companies. Lots of trickery. 
So food labeling regulations are complex, making it harder for us consumers to understand them. They don't want us to understand. They don't want us to be educated. They just want us to, you know, see all of these quick, flashy buzzwords. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But let me just tell you, don't let the claims fool you. Don't be fooled by all of those big, bright labels that say different things, right? You you have to read for yourself. You know, one of my favorite, favorite sayings um, is, and you know, G.I. Joe, for those of you, I might be telling my age, but I'm 53 I'm, and I look great, right? But Back in the day, G.I. Joe used to always say on a cartoon, knowing is half the battle. And Mama Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better, right? So today I'm here to help you know better so we can then start doing better on our keto journeys, not only for ourselves, but for our families, right, as well, because we want to make sure they're eating right too. Right. So one of the best tips um, that you may be um, able to get from this is to completely ignore the claims on the front of the packaging. Like, don't even look at it. So now that keto is a buzzword, right, you see things and even commercials for big companies saying keto approved and keto friendly and keto. Keto is on a lot of stuff. There's so many products that have keto on it. And you're like, oh my God, right? This is a lot. And so we are oftentimes, you know, enamored with with those big, bold um things on the box because that's, you know, because they put it on there, that makes it so. So don't, 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 don't get all tripped up with that, right? Front labels try to lure you into purchasing products by making health claims. You know, I remember when the whole green movement took, was taking place and Everything goes in cycles. Things are cyclical. So it was like the whole green movement and everything was green. They started removing the color from products and and saying that they were green, but they left all of the chemicals. So color to some people mean that it was... Um, you know, pure because it was clear, didn't have dyes or things like that. But if you would have read the ingredients, you would have known that it still had the same harmful chemicals in it, right? So don't don't be lured by by all of the flashiness of the front labels because they, they they're they're meant to trip you up. So I did some research, so I'm reading some things, some facts that I found. And so, in fact, research shows that adding health claims to front labels make people believe a product is healthier than the same product that doesn't list health claims, affecting consumers' choices. 
So listen, y'all, they pulling the okie doke on us. That's what they're doing, right? Oh, I could get into a whole bunch about the conspiracy around our foods and things like that. But right now we're just talking about the anatomy of a food label. That's all we're talking about, the anatomy of a food label. And so the manufacturers are often dishonest in the way they use these labels. They tend to use health claims that are misleading and in some cases downright false. Honey, they're lying to us. Did y'all hear that? They are lying to us. And it's up to us as the person that is consuming the product, which makes us a consumer, the person that is buying these things. We're spending our money on these things, not to be like overwhelmed with all of these things, especially now that say keto, right? We want to not do what, you know, buy and be forced to buy because it's forcing you, like they're strong arming you, um, so to speak, with all of these false, um, downright false claims. So examples may include high sugar breakfast cereals, right? So if you ever remember looking at the breakfast cereals and 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 it being um whole grain heart health, heart healthy um Cheerios. So Cheerios use heart healthy um in their advertisement and it was full of sugar, right? So they were not healthy. But, you know, you have to, you know, look at despite what the label may imply, the, the products are not healthy. And so it makes it hard for us to choose healthy options without reading the ingredients. Again, riff, reading is fundamental. I'm going to say that one more time. We need to riff, read. Why? Because it is fundamental, right? Reading is fundamental. So if you study the ingredients, often in very small print, mm -hmm, it is to deter us from taking the time to read. I say it all the time. They make it small, especially for older people and people who are up in age and need readers and things like that. And if you don't have your readers, then you're more apt to buy it just because you don't want to take the time to read it because, you know, you don't have glasses or whatever. So they're really clever in that. Um, but I, I'm just here to tell you that reading will help you and take the time. If you don't really have time to grocery shop and read the ingredients before you spend your hard earned money and purchasing the food, then don't shop, but don't go and buy food. And then after the fact, figure out that it's, it's heavily laden with sugar and unhealthy ingredients, right? So in the next segment, we're going to break down how to tell 
what is really in these ingredients. So stay tuned. So now let's really do some deep diving down into how to read these labels, right? So we've already said that they put the ingredients um, in small print to deter us from, from reading, right? But here's a good rule um, of thumb to follow. When you are looking at your labels, you want to really focus on your first three ingredients. What are those first three ingredients? Are those first three ingredients um, sugar and grains and some hydrogenated oil? Or are they whole foods and water and, you know, things like that. So whatever the first three ingredients are, that is what the product is solely made up of. The other portion is just fillers, right? So you think about it. If you think about a can of beans or a box of cereal, let's let's go with a box of cereal. Come on, walk with me. We're going, we're in the store and we, you know, are looking at a box of cereal. A box of, and, and we're just doing this, y'all. I just want y'all to, to just 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 walk with me, but we're doing this so you can learn how to break down an ingredient, the ingredients that the part of the label that is the most important. Okay. So the first three ingredients on a box of cereal is sugar, unrefined or refined grains, and hydrogenated oils. So let's say our box of cereal is made up of four quarters. So that's three quarters of your box of cereal. The other quarter is just fillers. So your box of cereal is made up of refined grains, hydrogenated oils, and sugar. That's a lot, right? That is an awful lot of unrefined, unhealthy, or I'm sorry, refined and healthy foods. So the first three ingredients is what matters the most. That is what your product is made of. So as you are shopping, take some time and read at least the first three ingredients. And if it doesn't look like it's keto friendly or approved for the keto way of eating, then leave it in a store, right? Leave it right there in the store. And that's that's the rule I follow, those first three ingredients. If those first three ingredients have a whole food and water listed, then you know, and, and you know, maybe stevia, then you know that those three things are good for you to have on your keto way of eating and the other 25% are fillers. But this is what I also want you to pay attention to. I want you to pay attention to the amount 
of ingredients that is listed. So if your ingredients list is more than at least two to three sentences, then, and I'll say two sentences because it really shouldn't be that much. Or if it looks like a paragraph with all of the chemicals and names that you cannot pronounce of stuff, then you can leave that on the shelf as well because you can just be assured that that's no good either, right? Look at the the, the count of, of sugar and it's or the types of sugars, right? We want to really be mindful of the 61 different names for sugars. We're going to talk about that in another segment because there are so many and they use them um, in such tricky ways for us. But I, I, I really do want you to consider choosing whole foods, choosing foods that don't have all of the quote unquote keto, you know, packaging. Because when something is geared toward you in that way, you can just um, rest assured that it really isn't what they say it is. So in addition to that, you really want to, again, make sure that your ingredients list is no longer than three, two to three lines. Um, other than that, it does suggest that the product is highly processed because they are using a lot of different preservatives and things like that to, to you know, preserve the shelf life. So really, really, really be careful when you are looking at these labels and be mindful of the first three ingredients. That is what you really want to focus on. What are the first three ingredients? Are these a part of what I can have on on, on my keto way of eating, right? So the first three ingredients, that's where we're going to stick and we're going to stay right there. If the first three ingredients are not keto approved or part of what we can have, um, on our keto um, way of eating, then we're going we're gonna to push on off and leave it right there. And we're going to go um, to, to something else. We're going to choose something else with less, less ingredients. And the first three of those ingredients are good ingredients. So stay tuned for the next episode, well, the next segment. And we are going to talk about the foolery of the serving size. Okay. See you in the next episode. All righty. So now we're going to, we're going to talk about the serving size. Like, so we're going to watch out for the serving size, right? Because again, as I stated um, earlier, These companies are tricky, y'all. They are tricky. Oh, they are so tricky with how they do things. And it's legal um, for them to be able to do these types of things. And 
it causes us to be overweight and unhealthy, right? That's a whole nother um, podcast about that thing of, you know, the business of being unhealthy. It's money and unhealthy people, right? It really is. So healthy people don't, you don't go see doctors, you don't need medication, you know? So we don't really, they can't make any money off of us. So the companies are tricky and they (laughs) use, you know, trickery to on these food labels. So let's talk about nutritional fact labels. So nutritional labels state how many calories and nutrients are in standard in a standard amount of the product, often a suggested serving size. But however, you know, so anytime something says however, you know it's like something about the a shoe about the drop. The the serving sizes are frequently much smaller than what people consume in one sitting. Again, here's that trickery. For example, one serving size may be half a can of soda, a quarter of a cookie, half a chocolate bar, or one single biscuit, right? Or one single cookie, right? We don't even look at that. We don't look at the serving size. So sometimes, I know sometimes a bag of chips, I think it's Utz potato chips when I was doing this whole calorie counting thing some years ago, a bag of Utz potato chips, the serving size was nine chips, nine chips. And I I, I recall laughing at that time, I would laugh and say, well, who? the hell is counting out nine chips eating nine chips really okay so you think about it that is if that's if nine chips is a serving size right then how many servings do we really eat in one setting so when manufacturers are able to do this, they deceive the consumers into thinking that the food has fewer calories and less sugar. Fewer calories and less sugar. So again, again, you have to be more clever than the manufacturers. They are banking on us not reading and fully understanding what they have set, you know, for us. You got to be more clever. You got to wake up a little earlier (laughs) to to really um, get ahead of the game, right? So if you're interested in knowing the nutritional value of what you are eating, you need to multiply the serving given on the back by the number of servings you consume. All right, so I know that probably was a a little much, so we're going to do it again, and we're going to do it a little slower. If you are interested in knowing the nutritional value of what you're eating, you need to multiply the serving given, so the number of servings that they say is in the package 
by the number of servings you consumed. That's where that math coming at y'all, <laughs> right? Is that's a math that's that's a, a math equation, right? It's like you know I could actually pull up a um a, a math problem here, right? If if Wendy had three servings of cookies, and there no, let's do it like this: if there are nine servings of cookies in a box and the serving size is two cookies per serving and Wendy ate three servings of cookies how many cookies did Wendy eat see that's why we don't <laughs> but that's why we don't really really read because it becomes a little daunting right I'm trying to figure these things out but I'm here to tell you, queens, you are worth taking the time to read for yourself, get an understanding of the food labels, because it's not, it's, it's not really set up in our favor for us to be successful. So we really have to do the work. We have to do the work. We really do. And I, I just really implore you to take the time to read everything. Don't just look at the percentages. So, so because they say it's only 0% um, of, of sugar and 0% of protein, like be, be mindful, be mindful of, of what you are um, looking at, be mindful of the um, caloric intake and, and, and the serving sizes, because that's what's the most important on that nutritional fat is the serving size and calculating what you're really consuming, calculating what you're really consuming, right? That that's the most important. And I'm not sure if a lot of the apps that we use to calculate our macros even do serving sizes per what the item is. I I really have to check that um, because that really matters. And this is this is some new stuff for me too, man. Because I I'm I'm the reason I really wanted to do this is because you know I don't look at always look at the serving sizes. And then when I realized that, and I, I started digging and doing the research on this, I was like, oh man, I've been doing this um not the you know right way for for some time now. So I, I just really want to have us to be more educated in our food choices and really, 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 really read. Really reading is fundamental, y'all. And and when you are equipped with the know-how to figuring things out, we make more informed choices, right? We make more informed choices. So continue to do the work and make more informed choices. And I'll see you in the next segment. All righty. Now that we have gotten all of that down, let's talk about the most misleading claims 
these buzzwords that um, advertising companies use, right? They use buzzwords. And here are um, some of the, the buzzwords that they use on packaging. Be, they use these buzzwords on packaging um, foods to to catch us. They're, they're designed to catch our attention. And if you ever paid attention to commercials, commercials are designed to, like if you're watching television or listening to the radio, the commercials are designed to program your mind, right? They're, they're you know, the whole local, low carb thing. Everything was low carb, low carb, low carb back when Atkins came out and all that. It was low carb, low carb, low carb. And so you heard all of these commercials about all of these low carb foods and dressings and things like that. And then when you went to the grocery store, they put low carb on things. Everything had low carb plastered all on it because then your mind and your eye made the correlation and it was like, ding, 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 ding. I can have this because they said that it's low carb. It was planted, right? That seed was planted that we could have low carb stuff. Now, they never told you that low carb stuff had hidden sugars. The other um, buzzwords, so we're just going to go through a list of buzzwords, right? To, and and for us in keto, some of these buzzwords don't even pertain to us um, because we are a high fat, moderate protein, low carb way of eating. But some, you know, some people still may not know. So some buzzwords are light. Light products are po- processed to reduce either calories or fat. Some products are simply watered down. So you have to be careful to see if anything have any um, thing added like sugar. Most of them do. Another buzzword is multigrain. Well, on keto, we don't um, eat grains, so we don't have to worry about that. But even if you don't have your children or other family members on keto, then you really want to look out for multigrains. It all sounds healthy, but it only means that the product um, contains more than one type of grain, which we know grains work against us. And they are probably more than likely refined grains, right? Unless the product is marked whole grain. And I really don't trust that either. So when products say natural, that's a whole nother buzzword, natural. It doesn't really necessarily mean that the product is natural or resembles anything natural. It simply um, indicates that at one point, the manufacturer worked with a natural source like apples or rice, right? So don't get all... um, you know, in your head because something says that it's natural. Organic. Organic. Organic is like another big buzzword. And so let me let me tell y'all, I have a um <laughs> I have a friend who works in a produce section. He's a produce manager of a, a big grocery store chain. 
And he he told me that when they run out of organic bananas, that they just take regular bananas and they put them in the plastic bags that they put the organic um, bananas in, or they just stick the organic stickers um, on the uh, bananas and sell the regular bananas for the organic bananas prices. I was like shocked, man. I was like, are you kidding me? And you do that? And he was like, well, it's my job. And I'm like, wow. He said, that's why I tell people, you know, not to really um, be, you know, buy organics from grocery stores. Now, I thanked him for that information, but I I buy organic products um, and I, I don't buy organic um, box products or canned products. Why? Because they can still have sugar in them, right? And organic sugar is still sugar, right? It's still sugar no matter how you look at it. So, but if I want to be sure that my products don't have pesticides and things like that, um, I go to farmer's markets and I can talk to the person to ask if if their products have pesticides. And I trust that more than I trust the grocery store. Um, so that's a, the big thing about organic. So then it is no sugar added is another buzzword. Low calorie is another buzzword. Low fat is another buzzword. Um, low carb we talked about. Um, and, and, and recently, you know, the low carb diets have been linked to improved health. So of course, you know, they want to capitalize on people who are, who, who are following low carb, but you have to beware that the, the food still, um, are processed foods and they can be labeled low carb and usually still processed junk foods similar to processed low fat foods, right? And he, so be careful, be careful. You don't want to buy foods that say that they're low carb because I, I'm, I'm from the mindset of if you got to say it, who are you trying to convince me or you, right? So, and then uh, made with whole grains is another um, um, buzzword. And of course, the new one is keto. Everything is keto. I walked into the vitamin shop. They have a whole keto section. Um, who is it? Uh, Ross has a whole keto section. All of these stores have keto sections. Even the grocery stores now are carrying quote unquote keto um, products. And so, you know, I look at I look at how things and go in waves. So when I first started keto, I purchased a lot of my um things on online from Amazon and because I couldn't find a lot of things so readily um accessible to me in the stores. But as the year progressed, more and more items 
were in the store. So like Swerve was in the stores and the monk fruit sweetener and almond flour, like Walmart sells almond flour now, coconut flour and those types of things. And I was like, okay. So now, uh, you know, everybody is selling quote unquote keto items. Almond flour isn't a keto item, but they put keto friendly on the advertisement of selling almond flour because keto is the next biggest thing. Now, almond flour, um, you know, people started using almond flour for folk who are gluten free, but that's a whole nother thing too. Things are that are gluten free. That's a whole nother buzzword, right? So just know that there are buzzwords that we should look out for. And if it says keto on the front of it, I can bet you dollars to donuts, dollars to donuts, that it is not keto at all. It's not keto friendly. It's not keto approved. And it's probably the most unhealthy thing. All right. So don't, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by by the labels and the buzzwords. Don't don't get don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. Stay tuned for the next segment. We're gonna talk about all of the names of sugars. Mm. Woo! You 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 really want to hear this? Sixty one different names of sugar, and we're gonna talk about them. Stay tuned. All righty. So let's talk about the biggest culprit there is in the keto lifestyle way of eating is sugar and how they have countless names for sugar. And as I was doing research for this podcast, I I was just totally shocked at the great lengths that manufacturers go to to hide sugar in our food, y'all, like Queens. Oh, when I tell you that it's 61 names that I found that sugar goes by. Oh, 61 different names. They're very clever, sneaky. It's trickery, I tell you, it's foolery. Oh, and 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 so a lot of them we may not even recognize. A lot of them we may not even recognize. So food manufacturers use this to their advantage by purposely adding many different types of sugars to their products to hide the actual amount. In doing so, they can list a healthier ingredient at the top, mentioning sugar further down. So even though a product may be loaded with sugar, it doesn't necessarily appear as one of the first three ingredients. So to avoid accidentally accidentally consuming a lot of sugar, watch out for the following names. And so I I really did um, and really do want to read this verbatim. Um, So you really get it. Okay. So you really um, can know 
at least some of them. I won't go over the 61, but I will definitely um, try to link it in the um, in in here um, in the um, podcast that you can actually click the link. Okay, so you want to um, avoid these types of sugars: beet sugar. Now, beet sugar sounds like it's healthy, right? Brown sugar, buttered sugar, cane sugar, castor sugar. Coconut sugar. Coconut sugar is one of those um, ones that they use a lot in the um, keto um, f- products that they are posing as um, keto friendly because you know coconut oil, coconut um, MCT oil. You know that that that's the real tricky one. Coconut sugar is sugar. Date sugar, golden sugar, invert sugar, organic raw sugar. Respudora sugar, evaporated cane sugar, uh, I'm sorry, evaporated cane juice, and confectioner's sugar. And some other types of sugars are carbo sugar, high fructose corn syrup, honey, agave nectar, malt sugar, maple syrup, oat syrup, rice bran syrup, and rice syrup. You can also look for barley malt, molasses, cane juice crystals, lactose, corn sweetener, crystalline fructose, dextran, malt powder, ethyl malto fructose, fruit juice concentrate, galactose, glucose, dysenteridis, right? I, I can't even really say that. Maltodextrin and maltose. Ooh, there are so many more other names, but these are the most common names that you will find. Um, and if you see any of them in the top spot or even listed on the lower end, like that's not a product that you want to, to consume, right? That's not a product um, that you want to consume. And if they're through, like throughout the list, so you know that if you see any of those throughout the ingredients list and, and you see multiple names for the uh, of the sugars then you really um want to steer clear away from it so knowing the names of sugar of sugar the names of sugars it, it is is probably daunting but i promise you if you just familiar with familiarize yourself with it and if you get your eye in the habit of recognizing it, right? So it's a habit. It's it's habitual, y'all. So you have to make this a practice for yourself so it can stick. And so when you make it a practice and you will, you know, get really good at saying, mm, Oh yeah, that's sugar. That's sugar laden. That has lots of sugar in it. 
And it doesn't come overnight, but you have to start somewhere, right? So my motto that I live by is start now, improve later, right? I'm going to say that one more time. Start now, improve later. When you know better, you do better. Now that you have listened to this podcast, you can never, ever again go back and say that you didn't know that there were 61 different names of sugar. You know. I know you know why. Because I told you. Right? Don't really take my word for it if you don't want to. Research for yourself. Google the different names of sugar. Google how many names of sugar are there. Google hidden names of sugar. And you'll come up with a whole bunch of stuff just like I did. Okay? I, I'm just, I, I just want you queens to, to do better in your keto journey and not get tripped up um, and caught up and wonder why we aren't releasing weight like we want to is because of all of the hidden sugars and the the foods that we are consuming, okay? So I, I, I really... Um, I, I'm really passionate about this, the reading of labels um, over in my in my group, um, Black Girls Keto 2, because if, if you're not reading for yourself and you don't feel like that it's important for you to read, then, I mean, not just labels. Let's, let's just not even talk about labels. How I can, I, I just don't know how many people that I helped get out of situations, credit situations, because, or, or even that I, the ones that I couldn't help because they didn't take the time to read the fine print and they signed the contract. And so I want you to make a contract with yourself stating that you will read all of the ingredients. You will read past the nutritional facts and you will read the ingredients and you will pay attention to the first three plus any hidden sugars. Make that contract with yourself. Make that agreement with yourself because queens, you are worth it. You are worth taking the time to read. You are so worth it and you will feel better. You will look better because you'll be releasing weight and you will actually be able to share this information with someone else. All right? We're going to have you stay tuned and we're going to wrap this on up. All right. I know that this was this was heavy, right? This was a heavy episode, but I think it's a necessary episode. And I really do encourage you all to to read um, past the nutritional facts. Read the nutritional facts in in totality, and look look out for those hidden names of sugar. Arm yourself with the names of sugar. I think because a lot of us, a, a lot of us are you know, in a battle with, with, with our health and things like that. So we really have to be mindful and, and, and really 
do the work. We really have to do the work. It's more than, you know, what we eat. It really is more than what we eat. And the bottom line is to the best way to avoid being misled by product labels is to, you know, avoid processed foods altogether, but to do the work, do the work, educate ourselves, right? Educate ourselves and know what what hidden sugars are. That's the best way. That's the way that we are going to, one, heal ourselves, two, heal our families and our children, and three, spread it abroad to our communities, right? And and that's what I seek to do is to bring healing to women on all levels and for you to share it with your families, your children, your communities, so that we in turn take our health back into our own hands and stop the epidemic of obesity in our communities, diabetes in our communities, high blood pressure in our communities, heart disease in our communities, right? Strokes in our communities, obesity in our communities, right? That's my goal. That is my goal. That is my dominant intent that we all get healthy together And if I do that one Black woman at a time, then my job is done and I feel good that I am able to serve in that capacity. So again, riff, reading is fundamental. Alrighty, so we have come to the end of another episode of Black Girls Keto 2, and I am so happy. I am so happy that I was able to share all of this information with you, and it is my hope that you take it and you use it and that it will serve to move you further along your keto journey. I thank you for allowing me to serve you. I thank you for listening and sharing this podcast with others, right? I really do. So as we close it out, I I just have a few little things that I want to talk about and Um, I I really want to thank everyone in Black Girls Keto 2 for our first annual Black Girls Keto 2 retreat. It sold out. I was going to share it out with everyone, but those queens jumped on it and it's, it's sold out. So we are having our first Black Girls Keto 2 retreat in Puerto Rico. On July 4th through the 7th, and we're going to have an amazing time. I'm looking for sponsors. So if you are a Black 
woman-owned business and you would like to be a sponsor of Black Girls Keto 2, we would love, 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 love for you to do that. And there's different ways um, that you can be a sponsor. So if you reach out to me at Wendy at creativelywendy.com and in the subject line, put sponsor and I will get back to you um, letting you know you know, how you can um, be a sponsor. If you would, in your email, tell me what product that you have, um, we would um, definitely love um, to to have you as a sponsor. And we will share all of your um, information um, with our tribe. We are over 8,000 strong and growing um, in, in, in my Black Girls Keto 2 community. So, you know, if you want that exposure, please, 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 please um, reach out. And again, that is Wendy at creativelywendy.com. And if you want to join us over in our community at Black Girls Keto 2 on Facebook, and you can follow us on Instagram at Black Girls underscore keto too. We would love to have you. We would love to love on you. Until next week, thank you for allowing me to serve you.